and welcome back to part three of four of the TCTV mock draft episode. And we're on part three today, which is going to be picks one to 16 of the second round. And let's hop right into things. We're going to start with the Jaguars, who are on the clock at pick one in the second round. Anthony, who do you have him going with here? I can I get that you probably have him going receiver, but remember their receiver room is kind of stacked at this point. They got Marvin Jones in free agency. Uh, they still have who's the number one? Forgot his name. D.D. Westbrook. No, he's a free agent. D.J. Chark. Now they still have him. I think this the wide receiver room is okay. They got Jamal Agnew, who's he's okay. So I have them going. Uh, Liam Achenberg, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. They got their franchise quarterback. They got a safety in the first round. I think they need that offensive line to kind of help up and protect. And I think Achenberg's the best on the board left. So they go with him at the start of the second round. I think that the receiver room is not stacked. Marvin Jones is average at best. DJ Shark is slightly above average at best. So I think that they're going to go Kadarius Tony here. Give Trevor Lawrence the weapon a deep threat down the field give after going obviously Trevor Lawrence one and then I had him going with Christian Barrymore getting wet Lawrence that weapon who's a first round talent at the beginning of the second round makes a lot more sense here than going offensive line I just I think after this after Eichenberg there's like maybe one more offensive tackle that's first or second round material and then that's a huge drop off I think they still need offensive line help uh, I'd I think that they are content with their offensive line right now, so I think that that's why they're going to go with Kadarius Tony. Give Trevor Lawrence that young weapon that can grow with him. I, I can see it. I just think that they should go offensive tackle. You want you don't look at the Bengals last year. They took Joe Burrow with the first overall pick, and he's their franchise guy. And then they didn't really invest in their offensive line as much in the rest of the draft. Well, they also played in the Bengals are also in a division with freak pass rushers. Name the Jaguars are in what the AFC South, which has the Texans, the, the Colts. Colts have a furious defensive line. The Colts, uh, let's see who else is in there. Texans, Titans. Yeah, their only one team has a good good pass rushers. There's not even there's no great pass rushers in that division. Joe Burrow got rocked because he had to deal with Miles Garrett, Cam Hayward. Uh, then he he played Chase Young. Like, I think you undervalue. Like, what the division, like, what you're trying, you're not drafting for what you would do, you're drafting for what makes sense for them. Okay. Moving on to the second pick of the first, of the second round, which is the New York Jets. And I have them going with wide receiver Elijah Moore here. I think that they need a receiver to give to Zach Wilson. I understand that you went out and got a couple of guys in free agency, but... You need a real weapon there. There's no real weapons there. And with a young quarterback, you want to get yourself a weapon. I, I could see them going wide receiver, but I think they need some secondary help more than that. So I have them going with Eric Stokes, the corner out of Georgia. I think he's elite. He's got elite speed. He gets a ball hawk. He can play on the outside. He can play in the slot if they need him to. I think he's one of the more underrated corners in this draft considering, you know, Pat, they got Patrick Sertain, J.C. Horton, Farley as number th the top three. I think he's that guy that could be the fourth one, the fourth best. I think he's really good, and I think going to the Jets and working with Robert Sala, who is one of the most defensive head coaches we'll see, could really up, uh, upgrade that defense, which I get that last year their defense was horrible because of their defensive coordinator. And, but Robert Sala takes control of that defense now, and Eric Stokes really helps out that secondary. I don't understand 
I think that in I have him going with a linebacker and Zach Wilson in the first round, and I understand that they m- might need a corner, but I think that a receiver is a more important thing to get, especially after you take a young quarterback. You don't want to say, oh, we have a young quarterback. Let's not give him any help to give him a chance to succeed, especially with a new head coach. You want to give him every single chance to succeed on offense, which is how you win games. And that's why they should go receiver here and not secondary. I mean, I, I, guess I can easily see them going. And they have money tied up in their secondary already, so it doesn't make sense for them to go secondary. I can see them going with receiver, but I could also see them going secondary. Don't rule out secondary. Okay. Uh, I don't think they're going to go secondary. And next up at three, we have the Atlanta Falcons, who I have going with Landon Dickerson, the center out of Alabama. I think that the O-line help. They need O-line help, and I think that no matter who they take in the first round, whether it be trading back like I have them doing or taking pits, I think that no matter what you do in the second round, you have to go O-line just because of how bad – the Atlanta offensive line is. Yeah, I think their offensive line is really bad, but I had them going Kyle Pitts in the second. I mean, they just gave Matt Ryan an extension, so I get offensive line to protect your quarterback for the next couple of years, but I have them going with Asante Samuel Jr., the corner out of Florida State. Their secondary was horrible last year, and I think Arthur Smith should look at that, look at the film with how they did, and I guess he'll notice their offensive line. In the last two years, they've invested two first-round picks on corners. They're not going to take another corner. I promise you. Those first two corners didn't help them at all. They're still young. It's their first and second years. Corner does not make sense for the Falcons here. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but corner just doesn't make sense. Well, to me, it does. That's why I've been going with Junior Samuel. Well, that is you're entitled to your own opinion no matter how wrong it is. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins, after acquiring their pick from the Texans, and I have them taking Najee Harris, the running back out of Alabama. I think that their Alabama two is going to be a real thing in the NFL with the Dolphins. So you have Tua, you have I have them going to Smith in the first round, and then Ad Harris that gives you that run game that you desperately needed with a quarterback like Tua. Oh yeah, I could easily see them going with wide receiver, but in the first round I had them taking Awusa Koromoa and then Jamar Chase. So I think. Uh, well, they went Najee Harris. So. No, I, c- I can understand Najee Harris, but I don't think Najee Harris will make it this far down the second round. I think teams like Pittsburgh could take him. Teams like the Bills at the bottom of the first round could take him. So I have them uh, focusing again on that defense. I have them going with Jason Owa, the edge rusher out of Penn State. I get that their defense was elite last year, but another guy off the edge uh, would really help out Brian Flores' defense. Jason Owa's got that speed. I know you had him going like kind of mid to late first round I had him going to the Colts at 21 yeah I can see that but I think there are better edge rushers in the class than him and I think him going to Miami would really help out that defense uh, I mean it would but I just don't see any edge rushers worth taking on my board and next up we have the Philadelphia Eagles and this is where I have Asante Samuel Jr. going off the board I think that yes they need secondary help but he's definitely going to be available to them at the s- fifth pick in the second round so I have uh, the Eagles going with Asante Samuel Jr. here. I have the Eagles also going corner, but I have them going with Elijah Molden, the corner out of Washington. I think he's the best one left on the board right now, and I think he'll go in and you know work opposite Darius, Darius Slay. I think secondary is their biggest need right now, opposite receiver. Outside of receiver, I think 
they just have to go with him or they go with Javon Holland, the safety. I just – they have to go corners here. But we know um, – what's his name? Howie Roseman probably won't do that, but they should definitely go Elijah uh, corner. Mine, Elijah Molden is the best one left on the board. All right, next up we have the Cincinnati Bengals, and this is where I have Liam Eichenberg, Eichenberg going off the board. I think that he's a good enough talent, and you took Chase in the first round. Now you have Eichenberg who can block for Burrow, so and put him next to Jonah Williams, and then Joe Burrow's blind side is protected. So I think that they go guard here. Well, I mean, if they were to take Jamar Chase in the first round, then I could definitely see that being the pick, but I have him going Sewell in the first round, so I have him... The Bengals uh, taking Terrace Marshall, the wide receiver at LSU. He's really underrated, and he had his best season with Joe Burrow. Now they reunite. He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside. I think he plays up to his strengths, and they finally get their receiver uh, to patch up with T. Higgins after A.J. Green left and Tyler Boyd. I think reuniting Joe Burrow with one of his old weapons really helps. I get that Jamar Chase is the better weapon. I think offensive tackle is still their biggest need. They should go with that first round, and then Terrace Marshall. If he they took an offensive tackle, like, last year. I don't, and he didn't play because he was injured. They're not going to go Sewell, or I could see them doing it, but they're not going to, like, the reverting back to the O-line is the only thing they ever need is just repetitive because I understand that it was bad, but that's because the young guy they took got injured. Well, one guy doesn't fix the whole team. The whole offense. One guy can make a huge difference on the O-line. The O-line are the closest people on the team. That's a fraternity I'd want to be a part of right there. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers, who I have going with Dylan Radens, the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State. Oh, uh, I completely forgot about him. Uh, yeah, I can see that happening. I think offensive line, they got a, they have a decent offensive line, but, I mean, you're going to go block for McCaffrey. You need another offensive lineman. So I had them going with Slater in the first round, so I have them now getting a weapon. They lost DJ Moore in free agency, so I think they go out they get Rondell Moore. They lost Curtis Samuel in free agency. That's DJ Moore still on his rookie contract. They lost Curtis Samuel. So I think they go out and they get Rondell Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue. I think he's speed merchant. He's really good. He can make plays happen. He can take a screen pass and run it for 50 yards. I think he's that good. I think he's one of the more underrated ones. I think he goes in. He'll be that number three, number two, competing with DJ Moore. I think that offense with Sam Darnold now will be finally complete. Yeah, I think that it's a good pick here for them to go offensive tackle. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos, and this is your team, so I'm going to let you start off. Who do you have them going with? Uh, I have the Broncos going with Javon Holland, the safety out of Oregon, I think. Kareem Jackson, he's only on a one-year deal, and they need someone else to pair for just with Justin Simmons. And Holland can learn under Jackson and Simmons and then take over when Kareem Jackson eventually leaves because I don't think they'll be re-signing him. And he's the best safety left in the class. He's obviously the second best after Merrick, but he's long gone now, and I think Holland would really make sense for this defense. I think that they shouldn't have re-signed Kareem Jackson in the first place. They did cut him before they re-signed him. So I think that it makes sense, but he wouldn't be a good pair with Justin Simmons. They're both free safety type players. And you need a free and a strong safety to have a good defense. So this is why I had the Broncos going with Quinn Miras, the offensive guard out of Wisconsin Whitaker. I haven't done my research on him, but he seems like a good prospect. Yeah, he's a he's been going up boards a lot recently. 
Next up, we have the Detroit Lions, who are, once again, no one knows what they're going to do. So I have them going with Richie Grant, the safety out of UCF. There's not very many weaknesses to his game, and that's exactly what the Lions need right now is a guy who's not he's going to go in and be a solid starter. Not a star, they need a solid starter. And I think that's exactly what Richie Grant provides to you. Yeah, I mean, this pick was very hard because no one knows what the Lions are going to do. I had them taking... Um... Jalen Waddle in the first round, but this time I have them going offensive tackle. I have them going with Alex Leatherwood, the tackle out of Alabama. I think he's the best outside tackle left on the board. And they really didn't. The Lions have so many holes to fill, and I think this is just one of those in that rebuild. Yeah, I agree. I think that the Lions do have a lot of holes, so I think that they're going to try to get players that are surefire talents and take no risk in this draft. And next up we have the New York Giants, who I have going with Carlos Basham Jr., the edge rusher out of Wake Forest. I think that they need an edge rusher to put opposite Leonard Williams, and he's the perfect guy to put opposite of Leonard Williams. Yeah, I can see them going defense. Easily I think they should go defense, but I put my mind in what would Dave Gettleman do. So I have them going with Elijah Moore, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. I don't think they should do this, but... It's probably what Dave Gettleman will want. He wants an offense that's elite. And with, as long as Daniel Jones is your quarterback, until he makes that leap, they won't. I think they should go defense, but I think that he'll go with Elijah Moore. I very much disagree. They've spent way too much money in free agency on receivers to go receiver, even for Dave Gettleman. They signed Kenny Galladay. They signed John Ross. They have Sterling Shepard. They have no reason to take a receiver. Unless it's one of the later rounds where the picks are basically worthless. Yeah. And next up, we have the San Francisco 49ers. And who do you have the Niners going with here? I have them going with Wyatt Davis, the interior offensive lineman from Ohio State. Uh, they just got Justin Fields in line, so I think they're going to go with a guy that blocked for him in his years there. And I think Wyatt Davis is the second-best interior lineman behind Varys Hucker. And I think uh, they got Trent Williams on their long-term deal. I think interior is probably their second biggest need right now. I think Wyatt Davis will definitely go in and fill that hole. I I see where you're coming from there, but I have him going with Rondale Moore, the wide receiver out of Purdue. I think that he's the perfect fit there. He's fast, he's small, and he'll be able to m- get open and make plays down the field, which is exactly what the 49ers need right now. They don't really have a true number one receiver, and Moore's not going to come in and be your number one receiver, but he'll be a solid second option for you. And especially if... I have him taking Trey Lance. So I have uh, getting that guy, your young guy, a guy to learn under, like learn with, I think is the exact right move here for the 49ers. I can I can see it. I mean, they, they did just draft uh, Brandon Ayuk, and I could, I, but I still think the wide receiver is not complete. Like I, I can see this pick happening, but I just think interior gets them. Well, in mind, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, they're two different people. I think Wyatt Davis will provide that protection that they need. Uh, I see where you're coming from, but I disagree with it. Next up, I have the, we have the Dallas Cowboys, and who do you have them going with? I have the Dallas Cowboys going with, if I can find it, Joseph Osai, the edge rusher out of Texas. They lost Alden Smith in free agency, and again, their defense was one of the worst, and I think they need some edge rusher help. I think Osai, he can bring a leadership presence to that team. Uh, he was the leader in Texas. He was always vocal. I think him going there, he wouldn't be a day one starter, but he could. He would definitely start eventually, probably later on the season. I think 
Dak could finally help out their edge rushing help opposite DeMarcus Lawrence. Uh, I agree, kind of. Actually, I don't agree. I think that they're going to go offensive guard the complete other side of the ball. I think that you lose Zach Martin, you lose Travis Frederick. Your O-line was amazing four years ago. It's time to start rebuilding it. I think that Wyatt Davis is the perfect guy to go in there and put for Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott. That's what I have him doing. Any thoughts on that? I can see it. I think offensive line is one of their bigger needs, but I think defense, they have to upgrade it. Mike McCarthy needs a better defense than what their horrible team produced last year. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. And next up we have the Jaguars, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And I have them going with corner, corner Eric Stokes out of Georgia. I think that you need to rebuild at every level. You re- you get a quarterback, pick one. You get a defensive tackle, pick 25. You get a receiver, pick 33. And now at pick 44, or I mean 45, pardon, you get a corner. Just a solid, p- and they're all solid guys at their position. So I think it's the perfect pick here for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm, I could see them going corner. I mean, they just took DJ Henderson last year, but they really still need some help after – they lost Jalen Ramsey, but I have them going with uh, Amon St. Brown, the wide receiver out of USC. Uh, I know I kind of said that their receiver room was kind of complete, but they're not. I think St. Brown goes in there. He could compete for that number one or number two and help out Trevor Lawrence, and he's really good. He can make plays happen. I mean, in the open field, he's hard to tackle, and he just has to make sure that kind of goes into the NFL. I see where you're coming from, but in my draft, they already took their receiver for Trevor Lawrence. So, And next up, I have the Falcons after acquiring their picks and their trade backs, and I have them going with Gregory Russo, the edge rusher out of Miami. Wow. And I don't remember who exactly was there. I'm pretty sure it's it's the Patriots, yeah. I have uh, the Patriots going with Zayvon Collins, the linebacker out of Tulsa. Um, he fell this far because not really many teams ahead of them need linebackers. And I think he'll go in. Uh, he won't start day one, but he'll eventually be that starter. I think he's got tremendous upside. He's got tremendous potential. And, I mean, in coverage, he's one of the better ones. As linebackers, he's up there with uh, Michael Parsons and Obusa Koromoa in the coverage positions. I think he can definitely go in there and provide some help for that defense, which it's not bad by any means, but linebacker help is what they need. I agree. I th- we b- we have different teams here, so it's really hard to debate the pick because of the trade back that I had in the first round. Next up, we had the Los Angeles Chargers, and I have them going with Pat Fryermouth, the tight end out of Penn State. I think that it makes a lot of sense here. You just lose Hunter Henry. Justin Jefferson has offensive weapons, but and there's no real hole in that team, so you just up except for tight end. So you just upgrade it at tight end. Yeah, I can easily say I'm going to tight end. Uh, Hunter Henry loss was huge. They just they picked up Jared Cook, but I don't think he'll be there long term. I just he don't. can't be there long term. He's gonna retire in two years. I just think uh, tight end. I, I could easily say I'm going to tight end, but I have him going with Tyson Campbell, the corner out of Georgia. I think Chris Harris is on a one year deal. They lost um, what's his name. I remember, but they Desmond lost Desmond King when they traded him. Yeah, they lost him, but then they lost another one this past one, this past year uh, in free agency. I don't remember who it was, but I remember they lost one. And I think they need some secondary help. And Tyson Campbell goes there. I get getting another weapon for your star quarterback, 
but I just don't. I see Frymouth as a late second round pick. I uh, I think he's the second best tight end. In oh the no, class. yeah, he's easily the second best tight end. But and I think that that's what elevates his stock here a little bit. And the Chargers really need a tight end. It's their biggest position of need. So that's what I have. Next up, I have the uh, uh, Vegas Raiders. I almost said the Oakland Raiders at pick forty-eight. And I have them going with Javon Holland, the safety out of Oregon. I think put him next to Jonathan Abram. Let your younger corners in front of him. And I think that that's the perfect piece they need for the secondary to take the step to the next level. Yeah, the last pick of our mock draft for today. I have them going. Incorrect. We have one more after this. This is 16. No, it's... It's 32 plus 16. It's 33 because that's where the picks start. An extra point. Whatever. So I have no. I have them going defense. I have them going with Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis, the linebacker out of Kentucky. Uh, I forget who their linebacker is, but he's got a long last name, Quatiski, I think his name is. And I think again, their defense is the worst in the NFC in the AFC West. And when I do against teams like the Chiefs and the Chargers twice a year, you need as much defensive help that you can get. And Jamin Davis, he's the best linebacker left on the board. I think his draft stock rose a lot. But I just think he falls this far down to the Raiders, and the Raiders are happy for that. I see where you're coming from. I just think that safety's a bigger need than linebacker for the Raiders. I can see them using going safety as well. And for the final pick of this mock draft, I have a trade-up. I have the Steelers jumping up to beat the Redskins to quarterback Kellen Mond. I think that Mond is an amazing prospect. I think that his arm talent is there. And I think that the Steelers are only trading up because Washington – could also very easily go Mon and they want to nab him from him. Nab him instead of the Washington football team. So who do you have the Washington, I mean the Cardinals going here? Because that's who it is. Yeah, I don't have a trade because I had Washington. They traded up in the first round for Mac Jones. So I have the Cardinals going with Creed Humphrey, the center out of Oklahoma. I get that they just got Rodney Hudson and I get that, uh, but I think they can kick him out, play him guard and see what you got there. Or you could keep him center and have him learn under Rodney Hudson until he retires because Hudson's getting old. I think Humphrey's the best interior offensive lineman left. And uh, he goes in there and helps out that Cardinals offensive line. I could easily see them going running back here, but I just don't think there's a running back. That's I, I get Javante Williams to go, but I don't see them going with that just yet. Javante Williams is amazing. And that is all we have for this part of the mock draft episode we'll be back on tuesday for the final part of this mock draft and then on thursday we will do a draft day episode and we will figure out what that's going to be as time comes to see us we'll see y'all on tuesday